Hello, this is Scotty McCoy. I am the author of the Ultimate Friday the 13th Trivia Book, and I am doing another book titled The Ultimate Slasher Movie Encyclopedia, and I am interviewing the cast and crew of the Friday the 13th franchise, and I currently have on the phone with me John Otrin, who played John Shepard in Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Scotty? I'm doing really well. Um, the first question I have for you is, uh, how did you get your start into acting? Actually, my my sister was a dancer, and I, the first time that I ever was on stage, uh, probably was about eight years old, maybe ten, and uh, I just helped with that. But I think the real the real issue of where I got started was in college. Um, I played a, a juvenile delinquent in a, in a program that they had for uh, the. Uh, Somehow it was for the county, for the sheriff's department or something. And uh, the judge said, uh, you're too real. Uh, I, is this who you really are? And it, it, it was fun. I got to tell you, it was really fun. And uh, that's how I really did my first uh, you know, role. But actually, my first professional role was children's theater. And that was in Chicago at a place called Mill Run. And uh, it was an equity program, and um, it was great. I just loved it. It's it's like uh, it's in your blood. You either love it or you don't. And acting is something I love. That's awesome. And, you know, that's what I am. I'm an actor. Right. So, uh, what was your audition like for Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven? Well, I was fortunate. The man who cast it was a, a gentleman named Anthony Barneo, and okay. Anthony, he's a, a he, he was actually a casting director that loved stage actors. So he loved actors that could actually, uh, it wasn't like he was into, uh, you know, somebody who had maybe uh, a lot of um, hits on, uh, like today, you know, people get hits because they do something special on, on, online or something. Right. He was, he was a casting director who loved stage actors and he had seen me, um, do a performance and uh that's he called me in and it really it really wasn't called um friday the 13th at that time it was called birthday bash okay and i didn't i didn't even know i was auditioning for friday the 13th i was mm -hmm. just auditioning for a father in a, in a in a really uh good movie right so uh what was the best part about filming friday the 13th part 7 and what was the worst well the best part really was the uh, John John Beaker was the director and he had this vision and the vision was that uh, my character was going to be uh, dead uh, and be a zombie at the same time uh, I'm not sure I, I would come back with skin and bones and he had this whole thing planned out and uh, and the best part was of that was that uh, it was his vision and the way that he was going to do it with different um, stunt people like Kane Hodder. I mean, he was he was going to really uh, invest in that character to be an, an adversarial to um, a, a real adversarial right. um, to um, Jason. Uh, the worst part was is that in the process of doing that it got cut out oh. it, it was it, it was a it was a an associate producer 
who didn't like horror films and to have an associate producer on a film that could have been probably the greatest franchise that was ever done um, and one of the greatest episodes uh, with his vision his the worst part was that almost every one of his scenes that were kill scenes and were just cut out of the movie yeah. and it it, uh, it still is considered one of the best but if you if you see uh, what I was supposed to look like and what he wanted me to do and that it, it, it's one of those things that if he had done that he would be as big as John Carpenter or bigger it, right. was, it was really that Right. I know you had me on your other uh, on my other Facebook. My other Facebook got deactivated by Facebook themselves. Um, that's why I sent you a new request and you accepted it. But on uh, my other um on my other Facebook, I'm uh when we when you first added me for the very first time, I remember you sent me behind the scenes pictures to my email regarding like what you look like and all that. That was really cool. Yeah. In, in fact, there was supposed to be even uh, another look. Uh, he had another stud lady that because of the size of, of putting the bones that even though I was a man, the, the other, there were actually, Kane was one of the, um, he actually had two stunt people work on, when I fell into the water, yeah. the, on the, on the, um, um, on the deck, that was one stunt person. But then in the water, uh, they had weights and they actually went into uh, a, a diving tank and they had another stunt man and those were both men and there was supposed to be a woman that was supposed to be dressed up in just bones right. and that he didn't even get a chance to film that wow. but he filmed part of it and uh, right. like I say uh, his vision is amazing he's an amazing director just an amazing person Kane's a great uh, uh, stunt person to work to with too because I mean they're just great people on that set that you got to work with. Right. That's all I can say. So what was your most memorable uh, moment when filming Friday the 13th Part 7? Uh, just working with with the uh, the uh, um, with the different actors. Uh, the young girl who played my daughter, uh, Jennifer, uh, I think it's... Jennifer Bonka. Bonka. She was yep. great. Um uh, uh, the older Tina, uh, I really didn't get to play that often with because it was just at the end and things got cut out. Yeah. But it, it was it was just I would say the cast in general. I mean everybody, Bill Buckner, everybody. There was just okay. every, it was like a family. It was really it, it was it, you know it, it's a horror film, but the, the point that I noticed with uh, with the fans and with the uh, the people that you work with on those on films like that we're playing really bad people or really people that do things terrible but they're really nice people everybody right. that you work with there is just really great to work with that's probably the most right yeah I, it's funny because my parents were in hawaii a couple years ago and uh jennifer bonko lived down in hawaii and she worked at the hard rock cafe and she just added me not long before that um, on Facebook, and I messaged her, and I said, my parents are in Hawaii. I'm unfortunately not there, but would you be able to uh, meet up with my parents if it's not so much trouble? I know you just added me, and I know and I know it's probably like kind of weird that I'm asking this, but I really want you to get a picture with them because I grew up watching you, and I loved you in Friday the 13th, and that. And she messaged me back, and she goes, yeah, absolutely. Tell them I'm done at such and such a time that they can meet me at the Hard Rock Cafe. So they got a bunch of pictures, and they sent them to me, and that. And then I got a call from my dad. 
And um, I go, oh my god, dad, that's so awesome. You got to meet uh, Jennifer Bonko. And she goes, this isn't your dad. And I'm like, oh my god, you're on the phone with me. <laughs> it was so... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's just that that is what what you just experienced is. Uh, can you imagine being on a set like that for three and a half months with people that are just that nice? Exactly. And that's that's exactly what it is. It, yeah. It, it, it's exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay, so you kind of, uh, spoke about the next few questions I had. Basically, I was asking what was it like working with Kane Hodder, Jennifer Bonko, and Laura Park Lincoln. You explained that. Um, but what was it like working with, uh, Susan Blue? She's very talented. I mean, she's, uh, very professional, mm-hmm. uh, very, very nice. Um, that was the first, that's the only time I worked with her, but you know, she's, a, she does a lot of great voiceovers. I mean, this is a very talented lady. And, um, you know, um, it, it would, it would have been nice if, uh, if John Beaker could have, even if it would be nice right now, if they, uh, they brought it back somehow, you know, and right. everybody got to be sort of a zombie or something. I don't know. Yeah. John Beaker, you know, the, he wanted to do uh, the continuation with Tina. It would have been great. You know, yeah. something would have been great like that. That yeah. would have been awesome, yeah. It's funny because I heard that um, there's rumors going around about what this plot is, but they don't have, they, like, they're not saying anything that's, like, tight-libbed, basically. Um, the script has been written so many times over and over the past few years, um, and I heard that a Paramount just got the rights back to Friday the 13th now um or the new line one of them got the rights back or whatever because the five years that the i think paramount got it back for five years and then um they just they didn't do anything with the film so they gave it back to new line cinema so now they're actually on are they're going to be doing the 13th version of friday the 13th which is really ironic and um they want to <laughs> and they want to bring back um all of the final girls from the fat past films that survived and maybe even some of the male hair the male heroes and they want to bring them back for one final hoorah with Jason and end it at the 13th version of Friday the 13th with all the final girls being offed one by one until there's one final girl remaining. <laughs> well, that would be great. And I yeah. think the director, that would be awesome for that if Paramount was really... Oh, of um, course. If the executives, um, you know, if they don't listen to their attorneys and they listen to their creative staff, they would bring John Beaker back to direct that. Oh, of they course. would actually bring him back, and that—that's my my feeling. And uh, you know, I have Kane. I mean, I worked. I, I met the other. Uh, there was um, uh, a signing where I met the other Jasons, and all the Jasons are really nice. Even the latest Jason's a nice guy. Yeah. But there's uh, there's something about it. Uh, uh, you know, I met uh, C.J. Graham, and he's really nice. And I interviewed C.J. Know, he was uh, a really nice guy. He is a very nice person, and uh, I mean, they all are, and and what's so interesting is that, but there's something about Kane that he he just understands uh, uh, something that, it's almost like you really feel he's the real Jason. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. And I really Uh, really want to interview him. I'm sorry. I said I really want to interview him too, but he's so busy, and I I um reached out to his agent, and I didn't hear anything back. So I was thinking of reaching back out to them because sometimes like if you don't hear back, it's good to reach out a couple times every few months because they get so many so many inquiries that maybe they overlook mine. So why not reach out again? I mean, the chances are they could you know eventually see them. I I I, I completely agree with you. Yes. I completely agree. Yeah. So, um, so how did you film your death scene in the beginning of the film with the bridge? 
Well, that that was actually um, that was actually two different stuntmen, like I mentioned. Uh, the death scene at the beginning. Uh, you know, I, I played an alcoholic father, and yeah. I was kind of abusive, and uh, the. Uh, and of course, since they had a change of stunt stuff, there was a lot of change that John had to, you know, figure out how to change. But right. they had this uh, hydraulic bridge, and 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 they had balsa in certain areas, so that if he stepped forward or something, you know, the hydraulic bridge would just break right through. Right. And uh, and then the water, they actually had uh, they actually had people in boats with guns. Because we shot this down in uh, Alabama, and the water during the summer is filled with uh, uh, alligators and <laughs> moccasins. So they had people just in case we, one of the stunt guys, fell into the water and hit a, a sleeping alligator or something or right. a moccasin. You, you, you know they wouldn't. Uh, but and then in the diving tank. Uh, of course, you're down under water. Okay. You have to go pretty deep, and you know, with clothes, it gives you buoyancy. So they had to put weights on the stuntman, and uh, of course, he had to know how to breathe through a tube so that you know he could actually stay, you know, right. hold his breath while he was sinking to the bottom. Right. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. So, what was it like creating the zombified version of your character at the end of the film, such as makeup and all that? I loved it. Are you kidding me? It was great. I mean, come on. There's uh, there's there's Jason, who's the 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 zombie in, in in Crystal Lake, because he's got this righteousness that you shouldn't have sex before you're uh, married, and right. if you are, you're gonna get killed. And <laughs> here I am, the alcoholic father, uh, becoming a zombie. So, am I the good shepherd of you know the two zombies that are still living in in, in uh, Crystal Lake? I mean. Are you kidding? That would have that would have uh, taken uh, Friday the Thirteenth in such a great direction. Oh, definitely. Having 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 a zombie fighting a zombie and and uh, and uh, it, it was fun. I mean, that would have been ultimate. I mean, look at what they've done with uh, Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Uh, or they try to do with Freddy. Freddy and Jason. Yeah. Yeah. So you you. You you created something. I mean, look at today what they have. They have The Walking Dead. Right. Yep. And even I mean, even with know. um even with uh um Jason and uh, even in part seven it was, it was Jason versus Tina, but they labeled it as Jason versus Carrie. Yeah. I mean. Yep. And you see now if you bring back if you do that, you know, I mean that's why I see Beaker was ahead of his time. He was way ahead of his time. Everything they're doing now is what he actually brought to the stage. Right. And 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 so you got to give credit to the to you know I mean I I, I saw him just recently there was a a screening at uh, at the Chinese Grauman Theater. Right. And he I was there as one of the guest speakers and so was uh, Kane and mm-hmm. so was Diane Burrows and so was. Uh, Ken, who played the good guy, uh, Tina, of course, was in. Uh, right. They couldn't get her because she was in Texas and in Hawaii. But John Beaker was there, and and Billy Buckner. I mean, they just had a group of us there that were, um, right. and they had a screening. And I mean, the audience was filled. I mean, the theater, mm-hmm. the, 
Chinese crime it was it was Chinese crime and Hollywood was filled and right. you know and Kane stayed after and you know signed autographs and you know <laughs> took pictures with people so he's very approachable and so is everyone else that's awesome so the last question I got for you is do you have any future projects in the works or anything you'd like to promote that you'd like to tell the readers about well yes I do uh, I just uh, we we finished a movie called The Red House okay. And uh, it's uh, a psych. It's not as graphic as Friday Thirteen. It's a little different direction. Okay. It's uh, more of the old. I don't know if you remember one of the the movies that I loved when I was a child was like The Wolfman, right? Or uh, Dracula. I mean, mm-hmm. where like even in The Wolfman, uh, uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, he was he was a good guy who got bit by a wolf and he became a wolf and he didn't want to be a wolf and he went into the torment and everything else. So there was a lot of the acting involved and a lot of the suspense, but they were good movies. Right. Or, you know, the first Frankenstein is really called the modern Parmetheus and I remember reading that book and I absolutely loved it. Right. So we we did a movie called The Red House and I play a character named Joshua. And it's it's a psychological thriller. Uh, Kate French is the star of it, and uh, Brendan Wayne, John Wayne's grandson, plays a policeman in it. Nice. And um, I mean, there's a guy named Lawrence who's, uh, you know, I mean, it's just really uh, kind of a spoofy uh, movie, but it's it's out there. It's called The Red House, okay. um, and Greg De- Greg Avalon. Oh. Uh, wrote it and directed it and Greg Greg was head of development for uh, Kevin Costner for 10 years he's one of his best friends so he was he was there helping develop some of the projects that Kevin was on so he he knows how to put together a film really well so if you get a chance uh, check out The Red House definitely where where can that be watched like on Netflix or yeah it's sold from Amazon and uh, and it's been pirated (laughs) you can actually it's out there. Okay. Uh, it's a ninety-minute. It's 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 character developed. So it's a, it's oh. uh, and of course it's uh, there was a Red House that was made back in nineteen forty-seven with um, I'm trying to think who it was. So, uh, Edward G. Robinson was in it, okay. but it's a different story. Okay. But uh, but it's good actors and uh, it's it's kind of different and it's yeah. it's but it's it's more of a psychological thriller than it is a horror film but it's awesome. it's good it's awesome good. i'll definitely uh let my readers know that and uh thank you so much for giving me uh your time to do this interview well scotty thank yeah. you for taking the time um, Not a problem. like i say um one of the things that i've noticed and i've been to some of the conventions yeah. and i i think there may be one coming up in march in in LA. I'm not sure that uh, I've got a really good uh, manager right now. Right. And uh, and what is it? Uh, and Tim Beale and Beal and he handles a lot of people. Okay. And uh, Jackie handles um, uh, John Beaker. Uh, and he he really is out there. He he really is a hustler. He's from Indiana. Okay. And he's been uh, really you know getting getting the, the word out, let me put it that way. Awesome. And thank you for taking the time. Thank you for Not a problem. putting together this. I greatly yeah. appreciate it. And if you can, if you speak to John Buechler, if you can like pass him my email or let him know that uh, if you can do an email with me, I mean an interview with me, that would be great too. Well, hold on for 
one second. Hold okay. On, hold on. Don't go away. Don't go away. No problem. You know what I'll do is I will I will pass on my uh, my my manager who, who does all these setups and uh, okay. tell him to give you a call and he he handles some of these people and uh, hopefully uh, you'll you'll be able to do more of them and, and awesome. get get everybody that's been in Friday the Thirteenth and some of their other films. That'd be great because this encyclopedia I'm making it a very big encyclopedia. Like I, Friday the Thirteenth is only the first chapter which I'm on. The release date really isn't until 2020. But it might be even after that. But I'm after that as I'm doing like Halloween, then Nightmare on Elm Street, and Scream, Child's Play, like a, a lot of franchises. And I'm interviewing a lot of people from all the franchises. And I'm starting with Friday the Thirteenth. It was the first. Your film is actually the first one I actually watched. Um, and that's what got me into horror movies. Um, was the seventh uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and just your your the storyline with you and Tina and everything, and it it was just something that hit me so close to home that I loved the storyline, I loved the character development, that I went back to watch all of them from the beginning. So, well, you know, and and as as nice as you are, and and like I said, the cast. When I've I've seen people that have come to it look like bikers that would uh, uh, you would think we are going to be the meanest people in the world but they're the <laughs> nicest people exactly uh, it's just the fans the fans of these films uh, uh, they're they're what makes it work exactly they're, they're it's you that exactly. makes me look good yep if it's, if it's not for the fans then there's no career at that point it, that's right and <laughs> and 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 that's the, that's the real truth. And, yeah. I, and I think actually in a lot of ways Hollywood would would learn a lot from uh, the people who watch horror films. Yep. Exactly. They're the real people in Hollywood that are the real fans. Yes. And that, that's how I feel. So exactly. Good luck in your project. Thank you very I much. You, well. you have a nice day, John. And, yeah, and feel free if you know if something comes up to give me a call again. I definitely yeah. will. Thank or, you. Or if there's uh, pictures that you don't have that you might need some more copies of, or you might need to see different ones. Okay. Then I'll be happy to help. Okay? Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. And that goes for also the Red House, too. Okay? Awesome. Take Sounds care. good. You, too. Bye.